Speaking of horrifying brain injuries, listening to this guy will give you a horrifying brain injury. Let's take a look at what Ben had to say. Can I point out that there are a lot of headlines right now about how hot it is outside? I know. It's hot outside. You know what I can do about that? Zero things. Thank God we have this thing called air conditioning. It's awesome. You know what's a great cure for being super duper hot outside? Being a first world country. Amazing. It works out tremendously well because it turns out that if you have a really solid energy grid and you have the capacity to turn on that AC, you're living quite comfortably these days. You know what sucks? Global poverty. You know what brings global poverty? Decarbonization. Let me also point out that uh, the media always do this routine when it's very, very hot outside. They never, ever cover it when it's cold. So it's funny. The media will say, well, you know, it's, it's not global warming. It's not climate change. And the reason they changed the term from global warming to climate change is because the climate in many cases is colder during the winters than it was before. So it's hotter during the summers and it's colder during the winters. They've uh -huh. called this climate weirding. But that doesn't really seem to go over all that way. So not I don't get it. Okay. What, he's just describing how things work. Okay. We call it climate change, which, of course, is an incredibly vague term because the climate is always changing. However, it is worth noting at this point that all of this, folks, millions will die of the heat waves that are occurring on planet. Oh, my God. The ocean is so hot during the summer in Florida. Okay. So first of all, it is hot this summer in Florida. Also, it's not like every summer in Florida. I've been to Florida. It's really, really hot and humid. Like, I noticed when I first visited here. I genuinely, okay, the thing that I, oh God, I love conservatives doing the, the thing that I say all the time, which is like, well, no one can explain it. Actually, people can. You just like do not talk to those people or when you hear what they're saying, scientists, I mean, you go, ah, that's fake. It's false. Partially because it may have something to do with the Daily Wire being originally funded and almost completely funded originally by two oil barons. Maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? But what do I know? What, what the fuck do I know? It's like the idea that like global warming is not real because winter is not is such a laughable concept. And yet so many Americans legitimately believe it. It's it's awesome. Global warming. Well, Florida is hot. Florida is always hot. It's not weird that extreme weather conditions that used to happen once every 50 years is happening yearly and multiple times a year. You know, blizzards, tornadoes, storms, hurricanes that are like eviscerating entire parts of the mainland United States and also the territories like Puerto Rico. It's it's fine. Nobody cares. I mean, that's that's just normal. It's just normal. Climate is just happening. It's just happening. And there's not really anything you can do about it. He's saying this with malicious intent, not just ignorance, right? Yeah. Part of it is like, I do sometimes believe that like Ben has to believe his own bullshit because like he has children. It's not like Ben lives on Mars. Like his daughters live on planet Earth. The reality is that, you know, planet Earth is is becoming less and less habitable for future generations. Like what, what do you, what do you talk? about begin this morning with America's record-setting heat wave which will likely grow in the days ahead by the middle of the week it's expected more than 230 million Americans will be affected Nicole's Kanga is in Phoenix Arizona which is seeing its 25th consecutive day with temperatures at, of at least 110 degrees. Nicole, good warm morning. Current forecasts show we could potentially see the entire month of July with highs above 110 degrees. And it's not just in Arizona where the heat is threatening lives. A TikTok user captured this frantic scene in South Texas. Bystanders breaking through the windshield of an SUV to rescue a baby from a hot car. The family accidentally left their keys in the car and a number of people there jumped into action. The oh shit. Thank fucking holy fuck. 
fuck? How does that happen? Jesus, Lord, mercy, dude. Also, I don't know why they broke the windshield and not like the side window, but you know, whatever. It's fine. It probably would hit the baby. That would be one of my worst nightmares. It could happen so easily. Accidentally left the keys in the car. Nah, bitch, you left the child in the car. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was on purpose, chatter. Like they literally probably accidentally locked themselves out of the car and immediately like they asked for help and came in and broke the windshield. Like it's not like one of those situations where they like left the baby in the car deliberately and locked it. The parent is right there. You know what I mean? They they noticed it. They're at a gas station. They seemingly legitimately just left it. The potentially deadly heat will remain an unrelenting health hazard for much of the South, including Miami, which was placed under an excessive heat warning for the third time in a week. In nearby Homestead, Florida, a vigil was held Friday for 29-year-old Efrain Lopez Garcia, a farm worker who died of heat exhaustion earlier this month. In Texas, the governor has signed a law eliminating mandatory water breaks for construction workers in Austin and Dallas. Velma Infante's 24-year-old son Gabriel died of heat stroke while laying fiber optic cables during last summer's Texas heat wave. She's filed a lawsuit seeking more than a million dollars against his construction company, claiming it didn't do enough to protect him. I started going to the office because they keep it cold and I don't have to use my own AC. Jesus Christ. Oh, let's hear from a fucking nerd about why this is uh, happening due to climate change when we all know it's just weather, dude. Uh, it turns out to solve, uh, you know, this problem, to figure out how global warming influences the jet stream, it involves some of the same math that was developed in the early 1900s to solve problems in quantum mechanics, the behavior of matter at the smallest scale. But what we're talking about is the behavior of the atmosphere at the global scale. And without going into the details, the pattern of warming of the planet slows down the jet stream. Um, so you get more of these stuck weather patterns that just sit in place day after day over Phoenix, Arizona, or raining in the eastern U.S. Um, and it's that stuck nature that gives you these extreme, you know, heat events, wildfires, floods. Um, and that's part of the problem. And the climate models haven't done a great job in capturing that. So some of those impacts are actually worse than the models predicted. The chatter keeps asking Hassan, what do you think about like going vegan personally, reduce your emissions? I think you literally do not understand. It's no different than like, you know, I don't know, reducing the amount of showers you take personally. Okay. This needs to be done at a systemic level. I am perfectly in tune and on board with making limitations on our consumption choices. As long as it's done at the level of government okay the notion of personal responsibility makes you feel good maybe you feel like you're contributing less to the to the ecological disasters that are, are are coming our way and that's fine and dandy but if we're talking about genuine systemic solutions it still has to be done at the government level what that means is straight up I and I and I do believe this if they legitimately were to get people on board or even without fuck it even without getting people on board maybe like reduce the amount of subsidies offered to like poultry to make it more difficult to produce i would be on board with it if millions went vegan it would objectively help <sighs> listen vegans i love you all okay millions are not going vegan on their own it needs to be done at the systemic level okay especially when our 
entire economy at the global level is still heavily reliant on oil and gas. You are on the right side of history. I understand where you're coming from and it's well-intentioned. And I know that people are just going to get mad at me because I'm just responding to this now rather than think about shared goals that we have. But even if you want people to eat less meat, okay, which is an understandable desire, even if you want people to eat less meat, you cannot accomplish that through a personal pact that you have with a bunch of other people where you decide to not eat chicken and beef. You get it? I mean, there are so many, there are so many other uh, sides of this story that still contribute. Like there's a tremendous amount of food waste, for example. And also every dumbass that sends me shit like this, for the record, every dumbass that sends me shit like this is the same kind of dumbass that probably reads articles about how you don't need to take a shower every day as a matter of fact, and not even think twice about it. Like, dude, why do I cover liberalism and uh, personal responsibility policy? politics and how it is a Exxon created initiative to weaponize liberalism and radical individualism against genuine adequate and necessary initiatives that would actually hurt their bottom lines. Why do I talk about that ever if you don't recognize what you're seeing in front of you? This was cooked up every single climate change initiative that goes back to the individual single-handedly saving the planet, which surprisingly maybe for some of you, are, are probably the only allowed initiatives that have happened. Like, uh, sorry, you have to pay more for a plastic bag or no more fucking plastic straws at your favorite eatery. Like, these are the only initiatives that have actually happened that are supposed to reduce carbon and reduce our personal carbon footprint and our, our pollution in general. Why does this not ring any alarm bells in your mind? Big Oil coined the carbon footprints to blame us for their greed. Keep them on the hook. Climate conscious individual choices are good, but not nearly enough to save the planet. More than personal virtue, we need collective action. Collective action in the form of dramatically redefining the way that we operate, okay? There are so many small initiatives that would work perfectly well, but it would actually harm entire industries, so no one will ever push for it. One, no more cruises. Two, no more private jets. 99.9% .9 of the public would agree to that, okay? at the global stage. No more private jets and no more cruisers almost single-handedly take a fat-ass fucking dent. Its impact is marginal. And yet, we will never have that happen. Why? Because it's rich people that do that shit. Not just cruises, but like rich people that utilize private jets, even though private jets, which have skyrocketed in popularity, especially due to the K-shaped recovery during COVID, especially with the rich getting infinitely more rich, there are successful and manageable ways to like start putting a dent in this. And they're an easy-ass fucking ban. And yet we still don't do this. Private jets are an easy ban, sure, but they're like 0.1% of total emissions. Personal light duty vehicles are one sixth of US total emissions. I agree, but 0.1% of total emissions is still significantly more than what could be achieved by people just being like, I'm going on a pack to become vegan. That's my point. And not only that, but also there are successful alternatives to that. The successful alternatives to this personal light duty vehicles is still a, a, a fuck ton of infrastructural support in the form of public transit, which I'm on board with. You guys already know this. A billionaire is responsible for a million times more greenhouse gas emissions than the average 
person. Billionaire investments in polluting industries such as fossil fuels and cement doubled the average for the S&P 500. The investments of just 125 billionaires emit 393 million tons of CO2 each year. This isn't uh, billionaires and their own personal consumption, though. This is more so about billionaires and where they're, uh, what, what stocks they're paying into. This muddies the water a little bit. So the reason why I mentioned the private jet thing is because, fuck, where was it? Oh, here. Private jets emitted a total of 5.3 million tons of CO2 in the last three years, CO2 in the last three years, with the number of flights skyrocketing from nearly 119,000 in 2020 to 573,000 in 2022. That amount of carbon dioxide is more than Uganda, a country of 46 million people produces in a year. Tell me that that's insignificant. Tell me that that's fucking insignificant, dude. Private jets make up, I think like, private jets, I forget what the statistic is and I don't want to butcher it, but I'm pretty sure private jets now emit like, oh, here, this is what I was thinking of. Oh, here it is. The jets are the 1% of global warmers. According to the Institute for Policy Studies, private jets emit at least 10 times more pollutants than a commercial plane per passenger. As a result, 1% of the population is responsible for generating half of the green, greenhouse gases emitted by aviation. Oh, for the record, I don't think that it's a bad thing to go vegan. I am supportive of you and your decisions. But if you are going to come to me and say individual actions are uh, actually going to change the disastrous, the ecological disaster that is amp anthropogenic climate change, then no, I will tell you that you are actually just simply repeating propaganda created by the very same polluters. Meat consumption literally has to be reduced, not just for climatic climatic and land use reasons for little food production to be possible in the future. It's not a question. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Bro, I don't disagree with you, but leaving it at fucking... I just said... I said all of these things, okay? It's one aspect. I've talked often about a selfish reason for socialism. I've talked about this before. You can make a, a selfish argument for solving the homelessness crisis, for example. Part of the reason why we live in a society, part of the reason why we live in a societal formation, part of the reason why we give money to the government is so that we don't have to fucking deal with a homeless person having a mental health crisis or an episode right in front of our eyes. There are people who are professional who have studied how to deal with this, who have also, who know the best ways to deal with it, who should be hired to specifically fucking deal with it. You shouldn't have to do that. You are not a, a, a fucking social worker, okay? You're not. That's why you pay taxes. The same principle goes for this. You can argue about this till the cows come home, proverbially. Okay? If I was hyper-libbed up, I would just say, well, oh, I have an electric vehicle, okay? That reduces emissions, uh, carbon emissions. Uh, I don't drive around that much. I stay in one fucking place. Suck my dick, okay? What have you done? Where's your electric vehicle? But I'm not, so shut the fuck up. There's the urgency. We all see the urgency. It's playing out in real time now. But there's agency. We can still act in time to avert the worst impacts. And there's a little bit of good news in the science. Uh, over the last decade or so, we've learned that if we bring our carbon emissions to zero, the planet actually stops warming up very quickly. So there's an immediate and direct impact of our efforts to decarbonize our civilization. Uh, but, you know, let's not be Pollyannish about this. We've got to bring carbon emissions down by 50% by 2030, all the way down to zero by the end of this, uh, by, by the middle of this century, if we are to avert a catastrophic three degrees Fahrenheit warming. What's the most important thing we can do? Use our voice, vote for climate advocates, do everything we can to put pressure on policymakers 
to make the decisions, to do the things that we can't do ourselves. Right. You will not observe an immediate change, Lemafeo. I mean, you don't. Humanity has the capacity to adapt, which in this circumstance is kind of harming us. Because no matter what happens, like, human beings will adapt. They'll also push aside the most awful consequences because the most awful consequences are always happening to poor people, the poorest people that don't have fucking cameras on them because they're not seen as, like, uh, important enough to care by the first world. So, that's it. Whoever wrote this prompt is, is mean. <laughs> I'm so cracked at drawing. If you guys can't figure mine out, it's not even funny. Holy, uh, girl. I feel like I have to like send flowers to whoever got mine. Oh, it's gone. Gone. <laughs> I couldn't recognize herself. Hassan, why? <laughs>